yeah, you want your palms red. You want your fortune told. You want someone to wave their hands over you on a Zoom call. And you want to clear out all those energetic blocks. Well, I know someone for you. Her name is Marissa Finelli, the holistic pimp. Yes, she has really taken it on. She is a hypno-acupuncturist. But she leads the way with tons of holistic entrepreneurs all over the world. And if you need something spiritual, if you need something freaky, but a little mystical too, she's your girl. And she's coming to you. The bad girl of spirituality on this very special open loops conversations that bend. Craving some brain stimulation? You want to go on a head trip but lack a clear destination? What if there was a place you could always go? A theme park for intellectual escape. A place where you can expand your mind again and again and again. I know a spot. It's this podcast. A little show I call Open Loops. Conversations that bend with me. Your host and chief looper, Greg Bornstein. That's right. This is a show where I bring on many special guests, and the goal is for them to share mind-blowing insights about the abstract and esoteric topics that take us away from it all. Magic, art, hypnosis, the occult, secrets, psychology, spirituality, conspiracy, and the biggest mystery of all, who and what we really are. It's your late night talk show for the shamelessly fringe. I'm your host. Let's get started. Yes, Marissa Finelli. Love her because in addition to being a hypnoacupuncturist, which brings two fields that I sort of know a little bit about, but not everything about. And she enlightened me on that and the way she brings them together in a unique way in this episode. Marissa calls it like it is. She is a, she, she is very, uh, her personality doesn't seem like this airy fairy kind of ethereal, like, like, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like she, okay. I, in the previous episodes, I've talked about like using that sparkly emoji when you indicate that you're a magical person, like, uh, you know, these girls do in the dating apps with me. Um, yes, I, I read tarot. Boom, glitter. Uh, no, Marissa doesn't use it that much because guess what? Her emojis are, and gifts are probably just like people raining money on each other. Uh, yeah. It's money bags, it's dollar signs, it's big business. And you know what? That's not to say the heart's not there. The heart's always there. But she's practical, she's down to earth, and she doesn't take your crap. I like that a lot. I like that she she has a reputation, if you will, of um, vetting all these practitioners of these holistic and spiritual arts. Uh, they call her the holistic pimp 
in her community. She has this Facebook group, uh, Holistic Entrepreneurs. It's a really interesting group of people practicing all this stuff. And she's the ringleader. And like me, she is a curator of the esoteric. She is a curator of the abstract. She brings different events, a mystical pop-up. Such a cool idea. This episode, we get into her experience with an exorcism. We get into her experience being guided uh, more than psychically by a shaman without drugs. And we get into best practices for determining whether somebody is worth spending money on in the spiritual space, as well as what healers are doing wrong to uh, actually, I don't know, enjoy themselves with a life of financial abundance. I loved having her on. It was a fun conversation. If you enjoy Open Loops Conversations That Bend, please share this podcast with your friends, your your fellow star seeds, uh, anybody really that might enjoy going off into the land of the strange. And to get this out, hey, to make sure you don't miss an episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review in Apple Podcasts. And if you leave a review in Apple Podcasts, the next review I see a person that sounds strangely like Barack Obama will come on this podcast in the next episode and read that review out loud and cite the name of the person that reads it. That's right. I'm not going to, he doesn't come out all the time, this, this Barack Obama, but Barack has been monitoring the reviews and he will read it live next Apple podcast review. He sees, um, yeah, no, this is a this is a really fun episode. Uh, Marissa's great. I'm so excited to share this with you all and check out everything she's doing. I, I hope to attend a mystical pop-up very soon. We have Marissa Finelli, the lady behind Healing Point therapeutics uh and mystic pop-ups which we're going to get into she is a wellness practitioner entrepreneur and all-around mystic of sorts <laughs> <laughs> practical <laughs> mystic uh, marissa thank you for coming on the show thank you for having me Yes, I am so excited to chat with you because, you know, I, and, and I came across, uh, for my listeners that don't know anything about what I'm doing in my spare time on Facebook, uh, I came across this group that was like Holistic Entrepreneurs, and it had, uh, it was just you had created a group that gathered everybody that pretty much is into that sort of I, I suppose, alternative uh, wellness field. Um, different people from, I mean, and we're talking psychics, uh, we're talking hypnotherapists, uh, crystal healing, like sound bathing, all that kind of stuff. And you know what? I always am very interested in people that do that A and B um, are able to have like a sustainable uh, system for the business behind it. So I'm sort of curious. Uh, let's start here. Like, did you ever even imagine you'd be in this field when you were getting into it? Like, how did this even come about? Well, it's been a pretty long and convoluted road. I, I actually started out as an English teacher years ago. 
um, then transitioned into acupuncture. And so for the first few years of my acupuncture practice, that was all I was doing, just acu. Um, yeah. Then realized that hypnosis would be an amazing addition um, to add into the acupuncture component. So I got certified in hypnosis, um, started combining the two. And everything just kind of like one thing led to the next. Um, as I was moving forward in my career, I realized that um, I was getting more and more into the, the woo, as we call it, you know, like right, the, psychics, yes. the mediums, all that stuff. Um, and I actually, uh, I had, um, I had a very, um, bizarre and uncomfortable experience in an old office, um, before I moved to the space that I'm in now, which oh my was gosh, I need really to hear about haunted. That. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh yeah. Tell me about the haunted office, a haunted office. I want that story. <laughs> so, oh God. Um, so I moved into this office and I, I never, it was like an office suite. It had four rooms. Um, and I never really felt comfortable there, but nothing really happened. And until one day I had a, a new patient come in who was almost, I would say almost catatonic. Um, wow. he was being led around by his, um, by his mother. And she was like, can you, you know, can you give him a treatment? Because he's, this, you know, he was not like this before. So I looked at him and I told her, you know, he needs, he needs medical intervention. If this is a new thing, you know, this is not something that acupuncture is going to cure. Um, I'll give him a yeah. treatment, but you have to, you know, you need to take him to a, a, an actual like Western doctor. So anyway, um, I gave him a treatment and then at the end of his treatment, he just opened his eyes, kept staring at me and started, <laughs> I know it sounds so bizarre, but started kind of like chanting, um, wow. saying, saying things about the Bible and the demons that are coming and the locusts and all this strange stuff. And I was like, okay. Um, so took his needles out. And as I was taking them out, um, he just, his hands started bleeding which, you know, with acupuncture, we use needles. So yeah. there's be a drop of blood here or there, but they're literally the size of a hair. So typically it's one drop. His hands were bleeding, like, like shooting out blood. Like it was, I've never seen anything like it. So I'm like, I went, grabbed a paper towel, blotted his hands, looked at his hands. He had like no blood on his hands at all. Wow. <laughs> the paper towels were soaked, but the hand, his hands were completely like, they, they were untouched. So while this was happening, I was just thinking this is, you know, this is odd. This is someone who obviously he, he needs, you know, he needs some medical intervention. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really think much else of it. And then after he left for the day, um, I started to feel like something was in the space with me and I kept hearing people walking around in the room and I'd go in there and nobody was in there. I was seeing these shadows and it was such a crazy experience. It just escalated from that night. Um, people would, you know, my clients would come in and they would say, I just saw somebody standing in the corner. And I was like, I, I, yeah, there is nobody here except for me. Um, things would move around. I mean, it was such a strange experience. And so I started to, um, I started to recruit people to help me because 
honestly, for a while, I thought I was losing my mind. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I could see. Yeah, it was really. It was. It was so just disturbing. And I'm like, who do you who do you talk to when this kind of thing goes down? Like, so I began to connect with all kinds of psychics and mediums and healers, and and I just it it started to kind of snowball. I was meeting one after the other, um, and as I was meeting them, I was I was re- <laughs> realizing along the way that God, these people are so amazing and they are so terrible at business. Like, <laughs> right. Because, you know, I had people that were referred to me who I would ask them like, well, how much do I owe you? And they'd be like, I don't know. I don't really have pricing. I'm like, okay, well you're running a business and you yeah. don't recharge. People were impossible to reach. It was, it was like, they just had, they had all of this, these gifts, but they had no idea how to actually turn it into something that was cohesive so that people could find them, book with them, pay them. Um, so after this whole experience with the building, which I ended up moving out, um, I moved into my next space, gorgeous space. And I started to think about how I wanted to make these types of, um, of people like these healers, these psychics, like they did so much good for me. And so many of them were so talented, but I, I wanted to, I'm like, nobody, people need this, but yet they're making it so hard to find that it feels almost as if it's something that it's just completely inaccessible. And that was the birth of the holistic entrepreneur group. Um, because I created it in order to to build a network, but also to to help people understand like you can have you know all these gifts, but if you don't have any way of showing the world of marketing it of letting people know you exist, you are useless, right? All these gifts, all yeah. this stuff that you do, you can't you can't get it out there. So. The, the group started to grow and, you know, we talk a lot about money mindset. I mean, you're on the group, so, you know, but we talk about, yeah, yeah, yeah. about like the marketing piece and the, you know, that whole idea of like, well, if I'm a healer, I shouldn't be taking money. <laughs> well, yes. you know what, when you try to pay your rent with hugs, like your landlord is just, he's not going to accept that. Like we all, <laughs> yes. need, we all need to make money. We all need to, you know, have what we need to support ourselves and our families. And there's no shame in deciding that, you know, I have a gift, but I also, it has value and I should be valuing it by, by taking money for it. Yeah. You know what? Um, I definitely want to, well, first of all, like I definitely want to harp back on that, but I'm also like still kind of stuck on this, like, strange stigmata experience you had <laughs> like, I, know, I love how i just moved on from it like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you had an amazing transition there like <laughs> i'm sold on entrepreneurial spirituality but like what in the world happened <laughs> like was, so, yeah well, did you get answers on that did you ever talk to an exorcist like like what what did you think actually that was so <laughs> One of the people that I got hooked up with is a, she's a, sh- a shaman. Um, oh, and she also has, yeah. And she's got a lot, she had a lot of, of different gifts and 
she worked with him and she messaged me and she was like, it was a hot mess. Like things were flying around. Like, but, but I saw him cause his, so when I, let me just backtrack a little bit. Well, I never, I, you know, when I was talking to his mother, I could, I was like, something really needs to be, you know, he needs medical help, but I also feel like something else is going on. And I don't know how to tell you this without sounding crazy, yeah. Um, but would but would you be interested in in getting some referrals to people who are kind of talk to spirit and all that? And and she was like, oh yeah, because <laughs> she knew. So wow. she was thankfully really open. And then um, I I introduced her to this this woman who does you know shamanic healing and all that. And the woman ended up doing, I mean, I guess for lack of a better word, it was an exorcism. Right. And, and um, actually it was, he came back, he came back about eight, six to eight months later. And I was like, oh, please don't come back. I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw his name pop up on the schedule. I was like, oh no, <laughs> but um, totally normal, like speaking normally, walking by himself, like eyes clear, like he was completely normal. He just was like, he came in and he was like, I just wanted to thank you. Like, thank you so much for, you know, being there for me and, and for using, you know, connecting me to this person who helped me. And I was, it was amazing. Um, Wow. What are these shamans doing? I am so interested in like what a shamanic healer actually does with someone that isn't like a drugged a drug based because that is the stereotype right it's like everybody talks about ayahuasca going to peru meeting with the shamans but like if you're seeing a shamanic healer in massachusetts Mm -hmm. um like what are they doing typically or or what is can you can you even describe like tangibly like what that experience might be like Oh yeah. I've had two shamanic. (laughs) I've done it all. Believe me. I've done everything. Um, so for him, I think it was more based on, I mean, it was like expelling a spirit or whatever, or a demon, whatever it may have been. So it was probably quite different from the norm, you know? Um, but I've done two shamanic journeys. One was actually done via zoom years ago. And the woman who did the journey, she basically put me into a hypnotic trance and she um, experienced the journey with me. So she would walk me through scenarios, but she was psychically seeing what was going on in my mind as I was having the experience. So, yeah, it was really cool. So, so, (laughs) yeah. So she, so once I was in trance, she started to have me visualize, you know, going through a door, walking into a house, like, what does the house look like? Um, had me really get into the visual piece of it. And then she, it was, it was really, so then she had me like leave and go outside and she was like, okay, what's outside now? And I would think to myself like, oh, I see a little squirrel running by. And she would say to me, okay, that little squirrel. Wow. <laughs> a message for you. What is it saying to you? And as I was in that trance state, I was like, this, it, it would come into my head and I would just kind of say, the squirrel is saying that you're working so hard and what are you working for? You need to find your greater purpose. And she was like, okay, and now we're going to keep walking and you're going to go, you know, into the forest. And, and I would see like a bear and she'd say, okay, there's a bear. (laughs) What is that bear saying to you? So she was 
um, reading my mind as I was going through this whole scenario. Um, and then, yeah, it was, it was, and then at the end of it, when, once the, um, (laughs) the way it, the way that one ended was we got to this point where I was sitting around a campfire in my mind's eye, you know, in this state. And, um, I was sitting across from this giant bear and the bear was giving me cards, like greeting cards almost with messages in them. And I was reading these messages and then all of a sudden he gave me a card and it said, you have to stop right now. And it made me feel anxious and it uh-huh. like jarred me. And, and she at the same time said, you need to stop now. Okay. We're bringing you out. You, you can't go any further. And so when I came back out of this trance state, I was like, what was that? And she's like, I don't know why, but something wanted you to stop. Like there was something that was telling you, you were going to be in danger if you kept going into this deeper into this trance. I'm like, okay. Um, but so, so much of what she told me after this was, I mean, she did like a, like a psychic reading on me basically during this whole thing. And so, so accurate. So that was one experience. The other experience I had was more, um, it was, again, it was sort of like hypnosis. I laid down yeah. on the ground. I got comfortable, went into a hypnotic state and this woman kind of drummed and brought us deeper and deeper into this trance state. And then, um, I was having, we were all having these kind of like visions and then we'd get up out at once the session was over, we had to write our visions down and she sort of interpreted them. So that experience was a little bit different, but those were the two types of shamanic journeys that I've wow. done so far. Wow. You know, Marissa, here's what I wonder with all this stuff. I mean, there, there must be like a, Huh. You must have like, a, there must be some sort of scale of like this one, this person over here, their readings are average. This person does a really great job. They can read my mind. This person da, 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 da. like, I know that look, obviously you can't, uh, you know, necessarily disclose specific names or whatnot, but mm-hmm. I am curious about sort of like, do you are you able to uh how do you discern between like what's a really good practitioner and someone that's just kind of so so and or even maybe just straight up lying to people yeah i mean that's an excellent question and and that's why i do what i do because part of part of what i do for the mystical pop-ups is it's the vetting process um so just to preface this. Yeah, I mean, tell us about the mystical pop-ups too. I'm very, so my listeners can understand because this sounds like a fun thing. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so so I, part of what I do is I vet practitioners. So I, and people come to me basically at this point, they will just contact me and say, can I give you like a little reading so that you can assess and then decide if I can be a part of your events. So Again, prefacing this with the fact that everybody has off days and some people are not a good connection for your energy and it doesn't mean that they're bad. It just means that you are not connecting with them. Just like, you know, there's a lot of amazing hairdressers out there that do hairstyles that I hate, even though they're incredibly talented, they're just not my person. So I always have that in the back of my mind, but basically, um, you know, I've seen so many practitioners now. I'm really good at being able to tell when someone's just BSing me. If they're just, and what I look for is um, the specifics. So if somebody is working with me, and 
they're like, you know, I'm, I'm vetting a psychic and they're like, okay, they're feeding off of me. They're like, does this sound, does this sound, does it sound familiar? Is it something mm. that you think it could be this? If they're asking me more questions than giving me answers, then I immediately am kind of like, okay, well, you're, you're leading, you know, you're getting a lot of information from like fishing and Yes. The, the best ones that I've seen don't ask a single question. In fact, they'll sit down and they'll be like, shut up. <laughs> don't talk. <laughs> don't say anything. A lot of the people I, I work with will not even look at me. Like they'll, they'll tell me to turn off the Zoom screen because they don't want to read my facial expressions. Wow. Um, and when somebody, somebody starts off and they're like, don't ask me a single question. Do, do not affirm anything, confirm or deny anything, don't speak and don't look at me. I'm immediately, I'm like, okay, this yeah. is probably going to be, this person's legit. You know, this is probably going to be good. Um, if people are giving details like that, you know, oh, well, you know, I see change coming. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, of course, yeah. you know, like, or, oh, well, romance is coming into your life at some point. Well, yeah, probably, you know, like, so when it's information like that, I tend to feel like, okay, they're, I mean, it doesn't mean they're bad, but they're not, they're not wowing me. Right. Yes. Um, so it's that information that validates where I, I, that can be validated where I get, they're like, okay, well, you know, let me describe your you know, your best friend, they look like this. This is how they talk. This is what they're doing. And I'm like, okay, well now we're going, some, getting somewhere. Wow. Like, yeah. What if like they get one thing wrong? Cause that happened to me sometimes. Like I talk to someone and they get something that's like, you have this kind of thing with your mother. And I'm like, no, she's never experienced that. Like, do you think that completely negates it? Or do you, or could you explain that mistake for other reasons? Like what should somebody like me who might be more skeptically minded do when like somebody like misses? I mean, there, I would say that, and there's, so there's this very, um, she's an incredible psychic. Her name's Lisa Campion and she is really well known. She is amazing. And she, she says all the time, the very best psychics, like in the world, like G, the Jesus of psychics yeah. is always only about 80%. Like if you're 80%, you are an amazing psychic because energy changes. So there's always, it's always a state of transition. And I've heard also that there's a lot of, it's, a, it's difficult for them to separate past, present, future. So often, huh. I mean, I've had that happen to me a lot of times where people were like describing something in such detail. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And then two years later, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is wow. exactly what ended up happening. Like this was exactly the space, you know, I, um, I went to a psychic a few years ago and she was, she was talking about my space and she was describing it so specifically. And I was like, no, no, this is not, no, you've got the wrong person. No. And then one day I just, was in my new space and I'm like, holy, this is the same exact, like every detail was completely, she had described wow. it so specifically. And, but at the time, so it's like that past, present, future. It wasn't really, it wasn't valid back then, but. I was going to say, do you think it relates to the way that we understand hypnosis in the sense of like the subconscious or they always talk about 
uh, the subconscious or I don't know what how you, uh, Marissa, you're training. If you if you sometimes hypnotists argue about whether it's subconscious or unconscious mind. Um, but let's go with subconscious for the sake of this. You know what I'm talking about. Um, do you I mean, I've never really thought about I know in hypnosis hypnotists are constantly playing or this is why you can do mental rehearsal so well people Mm -hmm. that do like go see a hypnotist for golf swings what you're doing is you can bring them to the future them stepping into their future self out there with a golf club hitting the ball successfully and then you can even do this is the amazing thing like with hypnosis like they talk about mental rehearsal going through what you picking up the club doing the exact movements you'd have to do and then you can like through your subconscious mind be like and imagine you've practiced this for like three months and then the subconscious does it and then usually you bring them back to the present with the new acquired skills. And because the subconscious supposedly has no sense of time, you're able to leverage that in terms of being able to like vastly improve a skill set. And I've never thought about that from like the clairvoyant angle, like the fact that the subconscious mind, this like untapped potential of mind past, present, future doesn't really it it doesn't really exist in the same way. So I could see how maybe that would get blended and mixed up when somebody is like going, like connecting to these, connecting to your life path based on, you know, tapping into that inner part of your mind uh, where your potential exists. I'm not even sure what I said, but I, I think I know what I meant. <laughs> <It sounded so laughs> smart, <though. laughs> I do, but I, I think you have a good point. Like, I think there are parts of our brain that don't differentiate and, and, you know, the energy piece is so, it's so unknown, right? We don't really understand how it works or how this happens. So, so maybe, and don't even get me started on like, I mean, there's so much out there of the Akashic records. I don't know if you know what that is. Oh, have you tapped into that? Have you read those things? (laughs) I want to. Really? (laughs) I mean, I've Edgar Casey's Akashic readers. Oh, Wow. Yeah. What is, um, what, how, for, for the listeners that don't know, how would you explain that the best to everybody? What is the Akashic records? It's basically a, like a database of all of your soul stuff. So it's like, it's not just your like past lives, it's your past lives, this life, all of your lives, (laughs) your future lives. I mean, there's people that believe that like our soul, we are actually operating in all of these different realities at the same time. And so that opens a whole other door of if that's the case, then maybe what is it possible that psychics are seeing like, it's not this Marissa, it's the future one or the one that's like on, on that different plane that when you start to really think about it, it gets so confusing. And so the most overwhelming and it kind of makes me anxious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but this is the thing. I, I wonder about, you know, and, and I want to speak to like who you are for a second too in this because that's the thing that kind of interests me about you, Marissa. I'm like, you are a New England based, like last name's Finelli, I'm assuming like Italian woman uh-huh. um, that is like, you know, like very much you're like business. You got to look at your business. And, and in general, sort of like what I can tell from the videos you put out there in your work is that you're very much like, hey, there is a no BS factor that you bring into the world, and yet 
you are in a field where is at least culturally touted as like so much BS and woo woo and crazy nonsense and da, da 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 da. And I'm fascinated by the fact that like you as this like very much like, hey, I get anxiety about things. Don't BS me. Like, I feel like you can tell when people are like, you know, cheating you or like untrustworthy, whatnot, but mm-hmm. you're still in this space that is like wellness and like Los Angeles spirituality. La, 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 la. <laughs> I'm like, how do you do this? Like, how did you even get here? Why are you here? And how, like, how do you tolerate all the nonsense that must come with it? That's a great question. Um, I mean, I think that in a way that I was born to do this because I am like a bridge between the logical, analytical, like skeptical piece and then the woo stuff. And and I think that's why people like my clients and, you know, the people that know me are so drawn to doing the things that I promote. Yeah. Because they know that I am, you know, they know the way I am. And and even in the beginning when I started to get into all this stuff and I would talk to my patients and they were, they would, I'm just, I am a very like straight shooter. So I would say, you know, I went to this tarot party the other night and this woman was actually good. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this, but then she kind of blew me away and my patients. And so I never kind of approached it from the whole gung ho, like, Oh my God, the spiritual world. Like I always was like, I always had that sort of edge of cynicism and skepticism that made people more open because they realized like, okay, this woman is like completely normal, runs a successful business, like comes across as she's got it together. So if she's like, hmm, nudging the door open to this. Like, I want to go through that door too. I want to see what's there. And it's not, and I know that if it was BS, she would come right out and be like, oh my God, this was the most ridiculous, (laughs) you know, experience I've ever had. Like, so as I started to kind of talk up the different experiences I was having, people were, they were, they were kind of, they were like hungry for it. It was really interesting they were just like, I want to know more. I want, I want to, I want to know what you did next. I want to see for myself. And so. And then why do I think I'm having you on this podcast? I mean, please. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same thing. (laughs) Like, what is she doing? What is, yeah, I'm fascinated. Yeah. I mean, people were, people are hungry for this, but they're so hesitant because they don't want to be seen as like the outliers, you know, they don't want to be that person that's like, dripping in patchouli like completely just not of this world yes spacey you know and when they see someone who is not that who's just kind of like just really i mean i'm i definitely have a again i have a pretty cynical side so when they talk to me and they know that like i and i'm very honest so like I'm somebody who, even to my own detriment, like if I don't think I can help someone in my clinic, I'm like, go somewhere else. I can't help you. Like, Uh (laughs) I don't want to take your money because I can't, I know, I know I'm not good at treating this, whatever. It's fine. And like, you really, you're really honest. Like, and, and I am. And so they're, but they're just, I've noticed that. And I, I think actually leading up to 2022, people are really, they're hungry for meaning. They're hungry for finding their soul's purpose. They want to know that all this craziness that we're going through has something bigger and better 
you know, like there's a bigger reason behind it so that we're not just like, okay, everything sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just it, you know? So do you have a unifying belief system that like brings all of this together. I mean, I was, I was raised Catholic. I'm not religious. I don't go to church. I'm definitely, I believe that there is a God. Um, I absolutely believe in spirits because I've seen them. I feel very protected. I know that there are spirits that watch out for me. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe that if I didn't have so much experience because I doubted it for a really long time. And yeah. then I started to really kind of open my eyes and realize, wow, there's a lot of things that are going on that I keep telling myself, like you're imagining, you're seeing things. This isn't real. Wow. Give me an example. Of of last night. <laughs> yeah. Please tell me about the spirits you saw. Tell me about the most like, like vivid memory you have of seeing something that wasn't of this world. Oh God. You know, honestly, I, so when I was in my old office, the place I was telling you about. <laughs> what is last, happening at this place? Okay, keep going. Oh, my God. The last, so the last, the last week that I was there, all hell broke loose. Like, things were missing. I mean, I, I was in the office by myself. Nobody else had access to the office. I would come in and, like, everything would just be, like, like turned over. Like, I'd come in and, like, my lamp would be flipped over. Like, there'd be, just everything was sort of like tossed around. And so the very last day I was there, I walked into the office and all of my pillows on my couch were flipped off, like flipped over. And I, I was so like used to it by that point, but I walked into the back room and I saw a man sitting in my chair, like clear as day. And I literally opened my mouth to talk to him. I, I, I actually opened my mouth to say something else, like to, you know, but I was like, uh, and I was about to say like, who the F are you? Yeah. And he vanished. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad I'm getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you say vanished, like you were looking and it just like, like dissolved or straight up just like one second it he was there, like, just like completely gone, like was there one minute, but I saw him as clear as, I mean, I literally was like, who is this guy sitting in my chair? And before I could even like get my head around it, he just like poof, like was just gone. Wow. Like, yeah. So that was the, that was the clearest like physical image I've seen. Um, I've definitely heard, like I've heard voices. I have seen like mostly, I mean, when I see things, it's like, like my friend, my friend was um, hosting a party and I looked over in the corner and I saw this shadow of this very gray man, like gray skin. Like he looked sickly and really thin and he, um, he wasn't standing up and he was wearing like one of those, um, you know, those scully caps. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was like looking at him and then I, I was like, he looks so, I started to think he looks so light, like, like he had like so little substance. And I, I was, I was confused. Like I, I it literally came out of nowhere. And then my uh, friend walked in and I was, he, and then again, this image just kind of faded away. And I, I was like, I feel like I'm going crazy. Um, but yeah, I feel like I saw something in that corner and she was like, my father-in-law died in that corner. <laughs> wow. And um, she's like, was he wearing like a, a scully cap? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, and um, 
did you see him standing up? I'm like, no. He's like, she's like, no, he wouldn't have been. He was in a wheelchair. He died in his wheelchair. Right? Like, okay. <laughs> uh, so this is, yeah, that is, I can believe that that would be proof. I mean, uh, did you ever think in any of these times that you were like experiencing uh, mental illness ever? Yes. <laughs> I did. I mean, honestly, when I was in my office, my old office and all of these things kept escalating, I, I just, I, I mean, one night I just remember leaving, trying to leave my office, sh going to shut the door behind me and something just ripped the door like out of my hand, like somebody really angry. You know, if you're like fighting with someone and they're really pissed off and you go to shut the door and they're like, don't shut that door. And they like pull it back so hard that it like bounces back. Yeah. It like literally ripped right out of my hand. And I just got so upset. Like I, I ran it. I slammed the door so hard. I ran down the hallway and I called my mother. <laughs> I was like, uh -uh. I'm having, I, I think I'm, I think I'm having a psychotic break. And, um, <laughs> my mom was like, crazy people don't know they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> like, uh, I guess you have a point. She's like, you and I started, you know, I, I have been kind of filling her in on all this stuff. Um, but, you know, I was like, I'm at the point now where, like, I'm in fear all the time. I'm, like, seeing things. I'm, I'm feeling, you know. And, and she was like, you need to, like, this was before I started looking for people, right? You know, that was, this was what led me really on this yeah. journey. So in the end actually I feel like all of this had to happen to bring me to where I am. But my mom was the one who said, you know, you are so open to learning new things and researching. All you do is research. Why don't you research someone to help you take care of this? Because clearly something weird is going on. Um, yeah. So I, I was like, Oh yeah, mom. Oh, moms are always right. I was like, I, why didn't I think of that? Why don't I just do some research and find someone? And like, so I started looking up, you know, exorcists, like ghostbusters, yeah. psychics, mediums, you know, and I, the more I, I, I had somebody feng shui my office to get rid of the evil energy. Like I was doing all of these things, but like one person would lead to the next and the next. You needed a holistic entrepreneurs Facebook group back then. Oh my God. If I had that back then, I would have been all set. I have people that can get rid of that stuff so fast. It's like, I don't even bored yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. My gosh. Now, do, do your mom, uh, is she still like pretty religious, pretty Catholic? She is, but she's open. I think she's got some sort of intuitive like streak. So she's always, um, you know, she's always been, she would, I don't think she would ever go see a psychic. She's very, she has a lot of like fear around it. Mm -hmm. um, but she has always been, my mom actually had a life after death experience. So she, oh. um, she died briefly and she, you know, was brought back and she saw like, she she actually, she described it. She like floated up and she looked down and there was this tall cabinet in the, um, in the hospital room. And there was a piece of paper on it that said something. And, and then as they resuscitated her, she came back and then, you know, she was like, there's something on that can you just check for me afterward? You know, when she was, when she had recovered, she was like, can you look up there? Is there a piece of paper that says this? And they were like, yeah, how did you know? And she was like, oh, I, when I was going up, <laughs> I, I saw wow. it. So she's definitely like, she's more open to um, like spiritual religious stuff, but she's like, she, I can tell her anything, you know, with all this stuff. And she's, 
she's very, she listens and she's not like, oh my God, we need to like, you know, burn you with the stake because right. <laughs> you're bad right. Catholic. <laughs> I'm surprised she was able to read writing at a doctor's office. That's like, that's the thing. Oh my I God, I know. This. Yeah. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's definitely, she's had a lot of, um, kind of, she doesn't talk about it a lot, but she's mentioned it a lot that she's had a lot of these sort of supernatural experiences that have kind of led her to believe that there is something. Um, but again, she's pretty fearful around, you know, she kind of has that old school mentality of like, if you deal with this stuff, then you're not a good Catholic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know there is that whole satanic, like manifestation kind of thing. I, you know, I saw someone recently that like gave up all their kind of like spiritual practices because it was the stuff of Satan and they found Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also feel like it goes the other way too sometimes. Um, I mean, I don't know. There's always a tension. I'm like, why can't, you know, like I bet Jesus would have been great at tarot cards. Oh, he would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, he would have been at this pop-up of yours for sure. Jesus totally should come to my next pop-up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ladies and gentlemen, mystic pop-ups with Marissa. Jesus Christ might be there. Um, you know what? I really want to talk to you about like acupuncture and hypnosis now because I'm like I kind of amazed at – you know, I, I feel like acupuncture, if, if anything, like if there was ever going to be an entryway for someone that like isn't a BSer and is a little more like, well, look at the science. I mean, for years, people were telling me, people that were but much more skeptical minded, they were like, well, yes, well, acupuncture is actually scientifically validated. Like that was something that, which, which by the way, I'm sure like you have your own thoughts on like, what does scientific validation even actually mean in this reality that is so bendable anyways. But, <laughs> um, but yes, like it's validated. I mean, I know you studied at the New England uh, School of Acupuncture, which is like part of the Massachusetts College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences, which I mean, looks to me pretty legitimate. Like I've heard of people who've gone to study acupuncture um, in these uh, schools that are like like based around Chinese medicine. But it does. I mean, even looking at the the website for the New England School of Acupuncture, it just looks like what you'd see if you were enrolling to a great med school um, somewhere in New England. And then you know you start like kind of veering into hypnosis a little bit that's a little less like uh academically it, i mean it is supported but it's like not mainstream supported like in the minds of the psyches of the people and then you combine the two um do you think you needed to have acupuncture as a way of leading you to these other things or could you have just like jumped into like the psychic stuff and like completely let go of that acupuncture that is such a great question. And hell no, I never would have been led to this. <laughs> uh, okay. Like I know I definitely, I mean, I needed like everything that has that every place I've been on my path so far, I've needed to be there. And especially with these pop-ups, you know, like again, the acupuncture was what brought people in and made them feel comfortable with me and trust me. And then they got to know me. And then I was able to, you know, open up to these other things and bring people down this path with me, but they wouldn't have come down the path with me if I was just like some random person saying, you know, 
like I believe in psychics. Yes. Whatever you, yes. you know, come to my event. Like it would have been, I mean, some people would have probably, but it would have really narrowed my pool. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I've got yes. two, I've got over 2000 clients, 2000 patients at this point. Wow. And yeah. I've been, I mean, I've been in practice for 10 years and, um, they're, I mean, so many of my patients, they, they message me, they email me and they're like, when's your next event? Who do I need to see? I'm the person they contact when they're like something weird is going on. And I don't know who else I could ever ask this question of. I'll call Marissa. She will know yeah. how to like find someone that talks to my dead cat. She'll know. Someone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and, and they trust me because I started out as almost, I mean, not a doctor, but you know what I mean? I'm a medical practitioner and they have trust in me. I've, I've helped them. I've, you know, I've given them pain relief. I've, I, they know I'm legitimate. They know I'm a real, like. I was going to say, that sounds, that's, do you think it's still like, do you still need to uh, have that kind of like, I mean, he, you know, your, your, your uh, main business, Healing Point Therapeutics. I mean, look, I must tell you from everything I'm seeing from an entrepreneurial branding perspective, I'm looking at this going like, huh. This doesn't feel like too hocus pocus, like out there. Like this seems like a reputable wellness center. Like I'm not even sure I would look at this and know that you're into this other stuff. Um, is that still like an important part of your your strategy as like a, a business owner, or do you do you even need to worry about that anymore because you found so many people that like are finding you from these other different fields of interest? I'm very curious about that. Well, it's, it's interesting that you should ask because I, I had a psychic reading. I was, I was vetting someone for one of my events, um, a few months ago and she didn't know anything about me except that I am, you know, like I'm a person that hosts these events and she yeah. was talking about how, um, she was talking about how she's like your original thing, your acupuncture, that's something you need to stay with because it is your filter. It is your funnel. Like you bring people in, they trust you. And then once they trust you, they're like, I'm, I'm ready for the magic now. Like yes. I believe you. And I think that is, I think that that's a valid point. You know, it's acupuncture casts a very wide net. There's a lot of people out there that have pain, can't sleep, are anxious, whatever. The psychic stuff is more, it's a bit of a narrower net. So it's, you kind of have to filter, you know, you start with the big net and then you filter yes. down. Um, and I also love what I do. I mean, I love being an acupuncturist. I love being a hypnotherapist. I love, love the two of them together. Um, I, you know, I come into work and like, we, like my patients and I laugh all day long. It is such a, it, it's, it feels so good to have a career where like everyone leaves feeling better. You know, not everyone's cured in the first session, obviously, but even if they're not, they're going to leave feeling more relaxed, feeling like somebody listened to them, really heard them, like laughed with them. Like, so every, it's just the, the energy is so great. And like, how can I walk away from that? Like, people kill for that to have yeah. that, you know, that feeling of when I come into work, it doesn't feel like work. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I'm very sort of interested in like what you think, you know, oftentimes I think they're opposed. Like, like um, you hear like, well, you can do acupuncture and you're going to clear your energy or you can in, in like get the chi work and get your chakras all sort of like the energy flowing between all that stuff. Again, this is my very rudimentary understanding. Um, but then you got like hypnosis, which also like, or you could do like a more mind, inner mind, like sort of thing that's going to remove your blocks and da, 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 da. So it's often what you, like some hypnosis, Hypnotist would say everything you could do in acupuncture, uh, a, a skilled hypnotist could be able to do, and vice versa. What do you think acupuncture is really good at? What do you think hypnosis is really good at? And how do you bring them together? Um, so I tell everyone, you know, I, I will like before people book their sessions, often they'll call me and ask me, should I do acupuncture, hypnosis, hypnoacupuncture? Typically, I recommend hypnoacupuncture because it's sort of the best of, it is the best of all worlds. I re recommend it for insomnia, anxiety, and depression. Um, if people come, if someone calls me and they specifically say, I have pain, I don't recommend hypnosis for them because I can treat that easily with the acupuncture. Um, if somebody wants just, I mean, I, I treat all kinds of things. So I have, you know, I have people sometimes that lose things. Um, if somebody, obviously, if somebody has like a phobia or they've lost something and they can't find it, I'm like, well, you don't need acupuncture for that. <laughs> you know? Yes, that makes um, sense. Yeah. Uh, often people will opt for the combo anyway because they're intrigued because it's not really that well known. Um, but the the acupuncture, definitely more for the physiological, the pain stuff, The although it does also work incredibly well with anxiety and sleep. But um, the, the hypnosis, most people opt for the hypnoacupuncture. They, usually they feel like if I'm going to go all in, I might as well go all in. <laughs> yeah. What, okay. You know what? You have me intrigued. Like what, what, what is hypnoacupuncture? So it's literally just a combination of the two. I, I go over a whole health intake. I put the needles in and I hypnotize people while the needles are working. So wow. it's, it's nice too, because the needles, re people relax so much with acupuncture and they're consistently amazed because, you know, they're laying their needles in and usually they'll fall asleep. Sometimes they'll stay awake, but they get all floaty. So the acupuncture creates this space of like physiological relaxation from the chemicals it's releasing in your body. And as you know, hypnosis is profound relaxation. So right. if you mix the two, it's like, it's just almost, it gets you into that place more quickly, more easily, more deeply. Right. So you are, yeah, you're dealing with like a very heightened kind of trance state in your work. Um, are you ever, you know, I mean, some hypnotists like really go in. Uh, I had a conversation with somebody the other day about like working with like sexual assault kind of work and like what she has to do is she really has to regress the person um, mm -hmm. either there to like childhood or like a past life. Like, like how deep are you taking people and how like intense are some of the issues that you would work on? Or is this something completely different? No. Um, so I, 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 I'm a firm believer of staying in your lane and referring out when you need to. Um, yeah. so for like sexual trauma or, you know, if, if I can, if I find that if I'm talking to someone and I'm like, what they really need is a, a trauma-based therapist that can regress them. 
Yeah. Um, I will, I won't take them on as a client. I'll just tell them this is not, you know, this isn't my area of expertise. I would never want to cause any harm. I would rather you see you going to this person or that person. And people are grateful because, you know, I, I'm honest. Um, yeah. I don't, um, I have done a few past life regressions, which have been really cool. But you know, when people are like, I've had a few people who called me and they were like, terrible, terrible things happened to me in my childhood. I want to go back and relive it so I can like empower myself. I'm like, no, that's not going to happen here. That's something you need to see a therapist with. I'm not going to bring you back into the worst, most traumatic time of your life and yeah. walk you through it when I'm not, I mean, I'm not a therapist. I am a hypnotherapist and I'm an acupuncturist. So, um, I, you know, I'll regress if people want to find something again, you know, if, again, the past life regression I'll do. Uh, but if we're talking serious PTSD, like trauma that they need to be in a very safe space with, I will refer out for that. That's good. Well, look, I appreciate that honesty. Um, on a, I'm sitting here going like, I want to ask Marissa the hard questions and I'm a skeptic and da, 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 but I'm like, darn, you got your stuff so together that like, I'm scared to, um, <laughs> I'm like, you have your stuff so together, Marissa. I'm like, I don't even think I, I think I do believe everything she's telling me, <laughs> um, which is dangerous. So you've got a lot of power. Um, but <laughs> the other thing is, I, you know what? I, I do appreciate that, you know, you are, you very much know what you do, you know what you do well, and that you are so much about helping out other entrepreneurs in the space. Um, do you, I mean, look, let's like, let's get some, I, I feel like you're going to definitely have some good opinions about this. What do you think is like, what do you think people in the wellness biz are doing really badly? Like oh, what do they, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> give us some terrible like mistakes that holistic entrepreneurs are making constantly that you're like they're like pet peeves at this point oh there's so many i could go on and on all right let's begin <laughs> <laughs> i'm ready um so it is so incredibly frustrating when people are again my pet peeve is do not make it hard for me to give you my money don't if i want you i have found you i want i want to hire you do not not pick up your phone. Make it absolutely impossible for me to book an appointment with you because you don't have online booking. And if you don't have online booking, you don't answer your phone. And if you don't answer your phone, you don't answer your email. Yes. Well, not, I have, I have, the, there's this, this incredibly brilliant, talented person I know. He is absolutely amazing. And I have so many clients that I have tried to refer to him and he will not pick up the phone. And he's told me, I don't pick up the phone. I don't listen to my messages. Oh, I don't really open my email. I'm like, what? how the hell do people find you? He's like, Oh, word of mouth. I'm like, do they knock on your door? Do they like come to your house in the middle of the night and just figure <laughs> out where you live to get yeah. like, I don't understand. And he's just so like, that's just the way he is. Um, does he I, wonder why he's not doing better ever or is he aware of where he's at? I mean, he's always just, he's such a nice guy and he's always like, Oh, I know I'm not really great at business. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, 
Sorry, I wasn't sure if I was allowed to swear on this. Nah, it's fine. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I usually have a mouth like a trucker, so I've been reining it in. But I um, love it. I love it. Keep going. (laughs) Um, I. I also, I, I really, I get really irritated when people don't take credit cards or they don't, they don't take, they don't, again, make it easy for people to find you and pay you. Like if I come for a session with you and then you're like, oh, well, I don't take credit cards and I don't have any kind of system and oh, I take checks. I'm like, who the hell walks around with a checkbook these days? I'm 45, uh, not 85. Like, no. Right. Um, that, that drives me crazy. And I, I feel like the, so the, the, the biggest issue that I see that is my pet peeve, like the biggest pet peeve is this, I don't know if you want to call it cognitive dissonance, but it's this, I don't need money because I'm a healer. I don't, it's not right for me to take money and I'm going to be very self-righteous about it, but I'm going to also talk about everyone else that's doing well in a really derogatory way and be really judgy about the people that are actually running businesses. And Oh, that's interesting. Oh, it's, it's a, it's a thing in, in the world of holistic medicine. And I have been on that. Oh my God. I've been at the brunt of it for so long where people, you know, people will, and, and I don't even think they realize that, like how it comes up, but like, I've had so many people tell me like right to my face, like, Oh, I'm not like you. Like I care about my clients. I I'm not about money. Uh, I'm like, Oh, you passive aggressive. Like, I know I was going to say, do you have enemies? I feel like you must. I do. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a whole nother show on that. What? I That's do. insane. Are, yeah. Are, yeah, I mean, are there like sagas? Like, have people tried to like bring you down and destroy your entire enterprise? Or, like- <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to give too many details, but I've definitely had my share of people that have done shady things to to sabotage my my business. And oh my um, gosh, now yeah. are those people like out of integrity? You think? Oh God, yeah. And you know, the thing is. <laughs> The thing about me and, and I think a lot of them entrepreneurs is that I, that's my fuel. Like when I, I'm a pretty fiery person when it comes to like, I'm, when I want something, I go after it. And when I see that someone's trying to bring me down, like, I'm like, bring it. It's fine. Because this is just so much more motivation for me to do even better than you're doing. So Uh I, I kind of, I kind of relish it. Like, I kind of feel like in a way yeah. it's good for me. Like I need to have a few enemies around just to keep my, like keep my game up. <laughs> yeah. Do you like, that's kind of interesting because, you know, some people would be like, well, Marissa, if you have enemies, that means you're look, you're coming from an egoic mind where you're not ascended to the higher level of enlightenment. Yeah. And like, I don't know. What do you, what, do you, what would you, I mean, I, I wonder how you would respond to people that are like enemies, competition, like, like how did you, and I think it also speaks to your money mindset too. Like, how do you reconcile um, the fact that some people might like think you're not enlightened because you come from, you do like see the benefits of, I don't know, capitalism. Yeah. I mean, again, I tell people I can't pay my rent with love and, you know, Sage, um, yeah. I also so so I talk a lot about this whole idea of like you can't 
if you're not valuing others, you can't value yourself. Like if, so for me, like I, I tell people, I'm like, you know what? I get acupuncture all the time. I get hypnosis. I do all of these things. I pay full price for these services. I mean, I do have people offering me stuff too to try them out, but, but right. like for the most part, when I'm going for my regular self care and I am supporting them. Right. So it's like a cycle. It's like, I'm putting that energy out there. Like when I'm making money, I'm not just hoarding it like Scrooge, my big pile of coins. Like right. I'm spending it. I'm, st- I'm, I'm spending it. I'm, I'm, spending it a lot of it on other entrepreneurs. I am, I, you know, give money to charity. Like I do things with my money that are beneficial, not just to myself. And I could not do that if I didn't have any, if I just decided I'm not going to take payment for any of my services, I'm going to leave the, live this life of, you know, destitution. Like I would not be able to, I can't help other people if I can't help myself. So yes, for me, like making money is, it's a gift. It's the gift of being able to know that I, I can't just take care. I can take care of myself. I will never be a burden, but I also can take care of other people. If like my parents, my parents don't have a lot of money. If they ever had an emergency, they know they never have to worry. They're never going to be in a space where they're like, we are totally screwed. They know that I will pay, I will take care of them. You know, my best friends, if they need something and they're like, oh my God, like I can't pay my rent this month. They know, people know they can come to me and I will support them. And I can't do that if I'm living in a box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I think it's a great frame. And I think there's definitely, um, it's like the, you know, the two, <laughs> hypnosis could be a tool for evil and it can be a tool for greatness. Like same with mm-hmm. money, same with any tool um so yeah it's definitely about perspective and uh, i i definitely think that uh, the idea of I, I think people just aren't abundant thinking when it comes to money i think there's just like now that said i do wonder about you know in a world where there's supposedly an economic recession like I asked this question to someone and they were like, Greg, this is going to take me like three days to explain to you. Like, (laughs) is it, could we actually be in a mindset? Like, could this recession be overcome by changing everybody's mindset? Hot take. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I just, I feel like there is never a time when I haven't been able to manifest what I needed. I've gotten to a point where like, I don't even, I don't have any fear anymore. I mean, COVID hit and I used to think like, Oh my God, what would I do if I ever couldn't work for a few months? And then it happened. And, and you know what, actually it was really interesting because I used to talk to my patients about how, you know, God forbid I ever got into a car accident. I couldn't work for months because my overhead's high, you know, I just bought a house. Like I, I have student loans. And so, um, yeah, right. And people would be like, oh God, I hope that never happens. Dear God, you know, and then COVID hit and I'm like, I am going to have to shut my business down for a few months. And this was my worst nightmare. And I did not miss the beat. Like I had so many people reach, so many of my patients reach out to me and just start depositing money into my, like PayPaling me. Wow. People were like, I will pre-book all of my sessions for the next six months and pay for it now. 
it was the most incredible thing. I was like, oh my God, I feel so much more abundant not working, just seeing what people were like. It was so, I just, it was so heart wrenching. Like I was like, I can't believe the generosity of my patients. Um, but it, it made me like, I've never been at a point where I was like, this is it. You know, there's, I'm never going to make enough to, yeah. to do this or, you know, I'm going to be screwed and something didn't come through at the very last minute, you know, when I needed it. So abundance really is, I mean, you can have nothing and be abundant. You can, it's because it's a feeling. It's not, it's not a thing. Like my version of abundance is totally different from yours and from anybody else's. Like, so because it's, it's all in our heads and it's all our own perception and mindset, then that's what we're working with. It's, it's, the thought behind it. It's not the thing itself. So yeah, we can absolutely all be abundant um, yeah. during and, and even with, you know, people, people were like, Oh my God, like COVID hit, like there's nothing, nothing I can do. And like, what am I going to do? And I just look at like the creative shifts that people have made and, you know, yeah. there are things virtually and doing things outside. Like there's always a way out. Like there's always, a, there, I feel like there's always that, like, that, you know, fire extinguisher, the energetic fire extinguisher in the corner that we, yes. are like, we never have to worry that, you know, there's not going to be something that comes around at the last moment and, and takes care of us. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I even, I think I just heard like Marissa, the English teacher in there too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Mrs. Finelli. Yeah. I can do anything. Um, yes. <laughs> So, you know what? I've had a real, I, I very much enjoyed this. You've got these mystical pop-up events. I mean, first of all, if you want to check out Marissa's work, we'll, we'll link to this, healingpointtherapeutics.com. Uh, you've got some, you've got a lot of cool stuff. You're definitely helping people out. I, I assume you've been working via Zoom or video as well. How can yeah, you definitely for the pop-ups. Yeah. Oh, for the pop Well, tell us, yeah. So these pop-up events, like why would, what do you think, um, someone would get out of seeing, why would somebody want to attend this? I, I'm intrigued because it says on your website, like interested in something a little magical. So that's my why <laughs> I am but like, why, what would somebody uh, really experience if they were to attend either in person when you can do it again or virtually a mystical pop-up? So the mystical pop-up is it's, it's a tasting plate. It's like, you know, when you go out and you get like a wine flight or a beer yes. flight, Yes. You get to try three different things you've never tried before. And you're like, you're going to find one thing that you're like, that's pretty cool. Like that tastes good. That was amazing. That's something I can't wait to buy again. So it's, um, it depends on the, on the event, but we usually range from like 10 to 20 different mediums, healers, psychics, and, um, people can book their tasting flight and have a 20 minute session with with the people of their choice. And I put, you know, I, I, I explain what they do and I, they have pictures up. So people get a feel for like what the practitioners have to offer. Um, and then they pick their flight and then we have one tomorrow night. So I come in, I actually, I wear a crystal crown and I drink wine wow. out of the chalice. I'm like this medieval queen and I will host the event and put people into their rooms with the, with their practitioners and it's so much fun. Like people will sit there drinking their wine, like having, you know, the, the opportunity to try all of these things they've never tried before. And from the practitioners end, it's like a win for everybody because, you know, 
so many clients, I, they love it. And especially now everyone's bored, you know, um, yeah, yeah. practitioners and very often what they just need to be seen and I help them to be seen. And then once the practitioners are exposed to the people that have sessions with them, then it's like, okay, now I want to book a full session. Now I want to do more with you. And so it's a great marketing tool. Yeah. But you know, it really is, it really is a win for everybody. You know, people get to try new things. The practitioners are making money. They're, they're marketing and um, I get to drink wine in my crown. So uh, that is so, it seems so fun. How often are you doing these? How, um, I probably, I think we started these in January or February. Um, I've always hosted, um, I've always hosted events, but this tasting plate thing was really appealing to people. So, um, yeah. I started to make it a regular, a regular thing. Well, look, check out mysticalpopups.com as well as uh, you're, it's on Facebook too. Um, yes, facebook.com slash mysticalpopups. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to go one day. I definitely want to check out. Uh, I, I, I want to have my palms read. I, I want to be taken away into this journey of uh, actually vetted practitioners because that's the thing. Like, you know, I get these, I don't want like the, the child of a woman, uh, who like, you know, English isn't her first language, but she <laughs> reading my palm in a New York city, like corner by the bodega and just like referring me to the chart that her mom gave her and then saying 30 bucks for a more intense <laughs> reading. Cause that's what's happening out there, Marissa. <laughs> I'm oh, sure you know, know it. There's uh yeah, we're talking the real deal here, folks, at least as, as real as you believe and accept in your reality. Um, yeah. So I love that you vet them. I love that you're telling people the truth. Uh, at least, you know, yeah, you're, you're not like forcing people to come see you like you're referring them out. You know, I mean, I think you're acting from integrity, but most importantly, um, I think you are a mystic. <laughs> I think I was right. I think I was right at the beginning of this interview. Um, no, look, Marissa Finelli, I really love everything you're doing. This has been so fun. This has been so much fun. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Anytime, anytime. Open loops. Do, do. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. You must listen to the open loops, a theme park for absurd beliefs and systems of integration between the mind and the creative spirit. Open loops.